You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Out of the Depths I was told a visitor was here to see one. Carlos. Is it possible? <laughs> Can it be? Maria, yes. Maria. <laughs> Maria. <laughs> he was tall and very handsome. And he was striking in his religious habit. And his handsomeness stirred in me a longing to renew our friendship. We had played together as children, and in this moment of meeting again, the childhood memories assailed us. Maria, how long ago it seems since we've been together. Carlo, this is a dream. Let me look at you. You're beautiful. After all, we were both very beautiful children. They were wonderful, wonderful days, weren't they? Do you remember our riding lessons? Yes. We both loved horses so much. Do you still ride as well as you did then? Well. Oh, it's been so long since I rode a horse. And so we talked, forgetting what he was, forgetting why I had gone there. And it seemed as though each of us had found another part of ourselves. 
and the habit he wore seemed to me nothing more than a masquerade. That was how it began, the frequent exchange of letters, and my frequent visits. And there in that monastic setting, I would hold his hands in mine, knowing what I felt. He felt. Think of it, Maria. I'm no more than 32, and they made me the guardian of this place. Oh, Carlo, you shouldn't bury yourself in a place like this. You like life too much, and excitement. I know, and I've never dared admit it until now. Carlo, I think about you every day. Every night. I know. I know. And I think about you, Maria. It's happened so suddenly. It confuses me. Disturbs me. And it drives me to desperation. What shall I do? At first I prayed for God's help. Prayed for the strength to put you out of my thoughts. But I don't pray for that anymore. I only pray for the moments we spend together. Carlo. Maria, I'm a brother, a brother. And my desires shame me. Maria, I want my arms around you. And I want your arms around me. Oh, God, forgive me. We would meet in secret in the adjacent woodlands within sound of the chapel bell. Until the cruel ecstasy of our love for each other could have only one result. Anything. Anything, my darling. Just tell me what to do. We'll need money. I can get some. As much as possible. And I'll do the same. How soon? How soon can we... Sunday morning, at dawn. I'll meet you here. I'll have two horses saddled. Two days. Two long days. If it could only be now. This very moment. Carlo. I love you. I love you. I provided him with riding clothes, which he was to wear under his brother's habit until the moment when he would escape. And so Sunday dawned. On the way to the gate, he paused before the shrine of the Virgin. O Mother of God, I know that I am hurrying to my eternal destruction. But I am so blinded by love for this woman, and I give myself up to this love without regard to the dangers that threaten me. But I beg you, watch over the brothers here, who until this moment were under my care. Watch over them. Protect them, I implore you. Watch over them. After he had opened the gate, he left the keys before the shrine, and then he fled to me. Maria, I've forsaken God for you. Never leave me. Never stop loving me. Carlo, I love you more than anything else in this world. And it seems I love you even above heaven. Oh, Carlo, come. We have a long way to go. (sighs) 
We're safe for the moment. Rest a minute. We're free, Carlo. You're free at last. Yes. I'm free. Oh, Carlo, I'm alive, bursting with happiness. But where are we going? You haven't told me. Out of Spain, to Portugal, Lisbon. I was there once. It's a beautiful city. And see what I have here? Wine. To celebrate my freedom. To celebrate our freedom. We'll stay in the best inns all the way to Lisbon. And we'll taste all the wine you want. Oh, Carlo, you are the most handsome man I have ever seen. We were beautiful children, weren't we? We took a luxurious villa that gleamed white and overlooked the deep blue sea. Darling? Hmm? I was just thinking of something, that's all. Yes. God gave us the capacity to love, didn't he? And we do love. Maria, no matter what we've done, doesn't our love justify it? Even though I broke my vows, even... We love, and we have each other. Why try to justify anything? It's so beautiful here. Can we really afford all this luxury? We can pay for it. I suppose we can afford it. Extravagance has a price. Our money lasted almost two years. You took a job as a hostess in a tavern? I had to. Our money is gone. We have debts that can't be paid. Carlo, we could be put into prison. You haven't been able to get work yet. I don't like the idea of you being around other men. Especially when they're drinking. We haven't anything left, Carlo. How else are we to survive if one of us doesn't get money somehow? What else can we do? Isn't there anything we can do? We must sell everything we have. Clothes, jewels, everything. We sold everything we could and used the money in one final attempt to win a fortune at cards. I persuaded Maria to quit her job at the tavern. At the gambling tables, I lost what little we had. You mean we are really penniless? That's what I mean, Maria. We have nothing. Carlo. We've got to get away from here. Go to prison for our debts. We've got to get back to Spain. But how? We have no horses. The nearest town across the border is a place called Barajos. If we can get there, we'll be safe. But if we have no money, we can't even go by stage. We walk. Oh, all right, darling. We have no choice, have we? Yes. We can go to prison. How soon can we leave, then? We can't walk in these clothes. We'd be too conspicuous. We'll have to sell what we're wearing and dress like peasants. Whatever we get from these clothes, we can use for food. Abandoned. Abandoned by fortune, we walked. The road was rough. The sun like an inferno. Our feet bled, and we starved. I thought of the monastery and the life I had forsaken to be with this woman. It seemed 
I'd been hounded by misfortune. We walked, and we were hungry. I felt my strength leaving me, slipping away from me. And then, then I could think no more. There was only, only darkness. Contessa Huerta de Madrid. And who are you? Where am I? In a house of charity. A priest found you, and the woman with you, and brought you both here. You seem to have walked a great distance. Is the road to hell a great distance? If you are bound there, you have not yet reached it. This is the town of Badajoz. They are bringing you some food. We'll talk after you've eaten. Meantime, I'll see how your companion is. Is she your wife? No, not my wife. God forgive me. You still haven't told me who you are or where you're from. I judge both of you to be of good family. Are you? Forgive me, I cannot reveal my identity, nor hers. Nor can we permit either of you to remain in this place. Strangers are allowed to stay here only one day. In the name of mercy, will you put us out to starve? We've begged our way from Lisbon. I simply said you cannot remain in this place of charity. But I have an idea. I would like to discuss it with you later. A house? You will loan us a house? I have several. We're strangers. I will tell you this. I'm very anxious to see you groomed the way you should be. Your companion describes you as a rogue. What? Not a too gallant description of a man whose handsomeness cannot be concealed even by his rags, is it? I envy the woman such a companion. How can you envy the woman what she does not possess? And you will accept the house I offer? With gratitude. I cannot believe such a wonderful thing could happen for me. I will have appropriate clothes sent to you and a carriage to take you to your new home. You are a very handsome man, Carla. Why are you so quiet, Maria? What shall I talk about? Look at us, in decent clothes again, riding in a carriage, on our way to a place we may call home. Servants. Misfortune seemed to have changed to fortune. Yes, indeed. Our benefactress is very generous. And she wishes nothing in return? All, all she expects is our companionship. Well, she's rich and she's kind. Hasn't she suggested anything else? You disgust me. I? I, for whom you renounced God, I disgust you now. Carla, look. A villa... Landscaped gardens, fountain. Yes, indeed. All of this simply because you are so handsome, so companionable. <gasps> Once you were violent in love, you can be violent in hate. Contempt, not hate. Well... Why spoil this beautiful moment? 
our return to luxury. That's all that matters. And so we no longer loved each other. He was weary of me. If it hurt my pride to realize he had become indifferent to me, the consolation of our new life more than made up for that. And for several weeks, life was pleasant enough. I made my own plans, and Carlo made his separate ones. And then, our benefactress spoke to me. The situation is a delicate one. You must realize that. I am in the way... I realize that. Your presence in this house with Carlo and the knowledge that you are not married to him and that the house belongs to me keeps tongues wagging. Your position is somewhat untenable. Surely you must know that. In view of your constant visits here and since everyone knows it is Carlo you visit rather than me, I agree, Contessa, my presence here is embarrassing. To myself, as much as to anyone else. You have clothes, you have a horse. And if you will accept some gold... The least I can do for you, Contessa. Then take this gold and leave. Your humble servant, Contessa. Maria was gone. What elation I felt in my new life. In my freedom from Maria. Rich clothes, more money than I could spend. In the course of time, I forgot Maria. I concentrated on making the Contessa happy. And so, the months slipped away. Carlo? Yes, Contessa? My morals have never been especially free from criticism. I'm in no position to judge your morals, Contessa. <laughs> No more than I am to judge yours. It was on that plane we met. One of us, no better nor no worse than the other. I even thought of asking you to marry me. What? I wanted you to know this, to know how deeply I felt about you. You, uh, you do me honor, Contessa. More than you honor yourself, Carlo. What do you mean? I don't understand. How little respect you have for yourself. And you are a liar. What are you trying to say? Simply that I am not the only woman you see. You've been spying. What you do is public knowledge. There was no need to spy. Is there anything else? Only this. You may do as you wish. I have no further interest in what you do. Do you want me to leave this house? I have no use for it. Remain here as long as you wish. Oh, yes. I shall continue your income. You're... you're very generous, Contessa. Carlo, I loved you. Rather, I loved an illusion. I thought you were the substance of it, that's all. But you were not. Goodbye, Carlo. Oh, God. Oh, God. He continued along his path to damnation. His life became a public outrage... One of his mistresses was killed in a drunken brawl. But in spite of the public outcry against him, he was allowed to remain in that house, and his wickedness became legend in that town. It was a bleak, rainy day in winter, 
when he went to his benefactress at her palace. What is it, Carlo? Are you sick? Yes. Didn't you expect to get sick? I never thought about it. It's a law of nature, Carlo. We suffer consequences. Don't preach. Don't preach to me. How sick are you? I don't know. I'll get a doctor for you. No. Doesn't matter. Sickness always matters. I'm frightened, Contessa. Oh, not because I'm sick. Because of what you are? What am I, Contessa? Oh, let me spare you that. I'm leaving this town. Where will you go? Where is there to go, Contessa? Sometimes a man becomes so wicked that after a time he feels himself to be a part of all wickedness. And it no longer matters what he does. Just so long as he sinks lower and lower, hoping that perhaps he can hide from God. But you can't hide from him, can you? You can speak of God? Yes. Then in his name, let me help you. There's nothing you can do for me. I came only to thank you, after all, and to say goodbye. You need care. I need so much more than care, Contessa. We shall not see each other again. Goodbye, Contessa. It took him seven long months to make the journey on foot. Perhaps some kind of miracle kept him alive. And then, one night he stood at the doorway of the monastery. The one through which he had fled so long before. Curiously, that door had not been locked. How careless of them not, not to lock the door, to leave it open. The keys. My keys, where I left them. My son. My son. Who's there? Who is it? Have you forgotten so soon whom you once loved? Oh, Mother of God. Is it you? You deserted my son who gave his life for you. Oh, Mary. Out of the depths, I cry for mercy from your son. You have sinned against heaven, and yet you cry for mercy. I know. I know. I deserve nothing. You once loved me so deeply. I still love you. Oh, Mother, I have come back to confess and to repent. And I have waited for you. Do you remember what you asked of me when you abandoned this holy place? I entreated you to watch over the brothers. I have watched over them. An angel of God assumed your form and shape. And every minute of every day and every night, he discharged your duties here. He was you. No one has discovered your absence. You... You did this for me? I prayed for you 
to my son, and he granted my request. I did this for the love I bear you, and for the love you once gave my son, and the honor you once showed me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Whomever you shall meet on your way back to your room, say nothing of your absence, for no one knows of it. And tomorrow morning, attend early mass after you have seen the confessor and made known to him your sin and my appearance unto you. the Virgin's appearance to him was made public knowledge, and finally the news reached me. I did not believe it, and yet I had to see him, and once more stood in the room where I had first seen him. He was much paler now, thinner, yet still handsome in his religious habit. It was kind of you to visit here. It's true, then. It is you. As if nothing ever happened. A great deal has happened, Maria. I have been forgiven. But the miracle they talk about. It happened. A miracle? The eternal miracle of our Lord's love for us. He sent his mother. And she was not angry with me. She was so sad. So hurt. And the miracle? A sign that tells us that God's love for us is much, much greater than our capacity for sin. His way of pleading with us to show our love for him. If I were the recipient of that miracle, it was only because he wanted all of us to know how ready he is to forgive us. And so he forgave me. I... I had to come here. I had to be sure. Thank you for seeing me. Goodbye, Carlo. Goodbye, Maria. He died soon afterwards, honored for his godliness. At the very moment he died, Maria died in a far-off convent where she had become a nun. Through special permission, they were buried side by side. And the miracle of the Virgin was told and retold a thousand times into the realms of legend. Listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor. For those in need of spiritual renewal, we staff parishes throughout the world. 
serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need, please visit our website at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.